Welcome to the Daily Pursuit Podcast. My name is Morgan Hodge. I'm a performance coach and neurobiomechanical specialist. And each week we are looking to bring you an inspiring person or message to help you level up your life. Truly appreciate you taking the time and spending it with me today. Let's level up. What's going on, you guys? Hope everyone's having a good day today. I wanted to talk today about what we can learn from cats. Now, bear with me as I as I go through this, um, as I know that that sounds kind of random. Uh, it sounds kind of strange to be talking about. But currently, just to give you a little backstory on where this stemmed from, um, I'm currently going through a renovation at my family's place. And so... For five weeks, uh, I've had to live at my sister's house. And my sister has two cats. And I'm not honestly a big cat person. I don't mind them. You know, I love animals. I don't mind, I don't mind cats. Um, but as far as pets go, I don't really care to have cats. But my sister has two cats. Uh, and my dog doesn't like cats. So currently, we don't have our dog living with us. Um, so I'm living with these two cats. And it's been fascinating watching them. And the other day I was sitting there just kind of watching them do their thing or lack of uh, doing anything. And it had me thinking about what we do in regards to our health and our wellness and our training. Um, And this notion of minimal effective dose. Now, when... We talk training and when I I often have conversations with people about their training and their fitness and their health, there is definitely this urge and thought process and desire to always be pushing, always be going to that extreme end, um, feeling like you have to push as hard as you freaking can every single time. And honestly, that's a not true. It's it's a pile of garbage that th- that notion that's been kind of fed to the those that are are training and those um, that are working on their health and their wellness. Right, the, the industry is kind of fed that nonsense um, that you have to push in order to get results. And so there's this notion and this concept of minimal effective dose, which is as it sounds, what is the minimum amount of stimulus. Uh, of inputs that you need to provide in order to get the output and the results that you're looking for, the minimum effective dose. And I was thinking about this and this came up because of watching my sister's two cats and how when you think about what does a cat do throughout their day, for most, not a hell of a lot, but in, in observing them and spending time just kind of watching them go about their day, they epitomize the idea and the concept of minimal effective dose because they prioritize rest and recovery, which majority of us can probably honestly say we don't prioritize very well. We know we should do it. We know we need to get better sleep. We need to go to bed earlier. We know we need to do better recovery protocols and and principles. But we don't really stick to that, even though we know it. Because it's not as fun. 
as the push hard, get sweaty, tough workouts. But at the end of the day, that's the stuff that's actually going to be the magic. That's the stuff that's actually going to make the difference. And this is where observing my sister's cats came in. Because they spend their day chilling out, recovering, resting, doing their thing that way. But they do every so often get up, move, run around, play with their toys, right? Fight with each other. Um, you know, they're two, two male cats, so they have their, their sort of brotherly love battles throughout the day. But they do just enough that they get that minimal effective dose to stay healthy, to stay active, and to give them the stimulus that they're looking for. They eat well, right? They stretch. They don't stress, right? They just kind of go about and go in a flow state. Now, I know cats compared to humans, right? To our life, their life, way more shit that's going on in our day-to-day life that's going to play a role versus a cat's life. But I do think that it is a very interesting comparison just to look at and something that we can definitely learn from and to just take the time to pause, take a breath, take a moment to recover, put down the phone and actually go to bed when you know you should, those little actions, those little steps, those action steps that you take can add up to a lot. And so prioritizing and really putting the work in to prioritize things like rest and recovery and to not worry about going hard all the time in your training is going to play a massive, massive role in you actually seeing results and getting the results that you want. We don't need to crush ourselves every single day. And we're seeing that even more so right now with current situation of, of mandates for fitness facilities in that you're having to take a step back from high-intensity training, whatever that is considered in, in the mandate's mind. Um, and so you're having to pause and you're having to consider what is the minimal effective dose that I can get right now? And you're going to have to adjust and tweak some of your, your output or your inputs that you're doing for your training in that you're having to not do the same things, the same intensities over and over and over again. So I think it's a really cool opportunity. And I think that this was just a really fun experience. I opened experience. I had just watching my sister's two cats um, and just connecting those dots. And so I hope that this helps you guys understand a little bit more about what is that minimal effective dose to get what we want. It doesn't mean that we don't have those, those times where we do just push beyond that, right? Because we're just, I don't know, craving that intensity, craving that feeling, just in the moment, going for it, full send on it. That's totally fine. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. But if we can look at and consider what is the minimal effective dose that keeps us healthy, keeping us moving well, keeping us feeling 
well, right? Training shouldn't crush us. Training shouldn't leave us feeling broken and injured. If it is, we're fucking something up. We're not doing something right. So what is that minimal effective dose for you? For some people, that's going to be three times a week. That gives them exactly what they need. And that's three times a week at, you know, and one of those days is maybe a more intense day. And then two of those days is, you know, submaximal. And that's exactly what they need. And that might change over time. They might adjust that over time. But for the time being, that's what they need. Whereas someone else, maybe they've developed a, a greater uh, training base. You know, they're higher training age. And so they have five days out of the week that they train. But again, two of those days are more of a high intensity push. And three of those days are a little bit more chill. So you have to figure out what it is for you. I've been playing around this with this for, I mean, for years, but uh, a little more specifically over the last six months, I've been really playing around with um, watching my recovery a little bit more so. And again, I'm going to give a shameless plug to, uh, to Whoop, but I've been utilizing Whoop for the last six months um, to watch and record my recovery. And I've been basing my training output based on my recovery. And for years, I've sort of based things around a general feeling of how I felt. Um, but now seeing some actual tangible data, it kind of was a, um, a little more uh, greater ability to adjust course as I needed for my recovery and for my, my training days. And so over the last six months, I've been basing my output or basing my training decisions, I should say, um, on my recovery. And the output I've received from that has been really, really good. In that I've haven't had these periods where I just feel broken, which I felt over and over again over the last many years, where I just felt broken. Um, and I've put on arguably 15 pounds of lean muscle mass. Um, and my movements and my strength in all my movements, even gymnastics movements, even though I put on weight, all the movements that I do on a day-to-day -day basis are feeling way, way more consistent and way stronger. But what this means in my day-to-day -day training is that I'm not pushing balls to the wall every single day. I'm not crushing myself every day. When I look at my recovery and I look at how well I've recovered, my training is dictated around that. And so I'm looking for the minimal effective dose every single time, I'm, time I train so that long-term I have that consistent increase, right? I'm seeing that consistent increase in output. So again, I hope that this helps you guys kind of tie up some loose ends. Maybe this analogy works for you. Maybe this connection works for you. Maybe you just find it silly. But I hope that you're able to take a little bit of this uh, concept of minimal effective dose and apply it to your life. Maybe it's in the gym and your training. Maybe it's in, you know, your work even. What's the minimal effective dose that I need to get the proper output that I'm looking for? And don't hold it over yourself as you do it. Just look at it. Experience it. See how you respond. 
I know that it's always fun just to push hard and go, but maybe you need to only do that once or twice in a week versus five or six times in a week and always be complaining about feeling broken. So give it a try, you guys. What we can learn from cats. Who knew? Love, love. Voices rising like a church choir.